Welcome to Humans of Fintech, the podcast where I share the inspiring stories of diverse leaders bringing equity to financial systems through fintech. I'm Nicole Kasperson. What up, fintech fam? Nicole here, and welcome to another episode of Humans of Fintech, where I talk about one of the latest insights and trends that you should definitely be paying attention to. Today, I am discussing some new research that has hit my desk and really confirms a trend that I've heard through multiple interviews and honest conversations with founders and investors. And that is women-founded businesses that receive funding from female venture capitalists are two times less likely to raise additional funding. Yeah. So what gives? Apparently, according to this research, these investments can lead to assumptions that female entrepreneurs receive special treatment because of their gender. And her competency as a founder is questioned by the idea that she only received funding in the first place for being a woman. You might be thinking, seriously, Nicole? Yes. Research published in Organization Science by Casey Snellman and Isabel Solal examined 2,136 startups tracked by Crunchbase data. The researchers found that female-founded firms that received funding from female VCs had more difficulty getting financing in the future. For male-founded firms, there was no difference. The male founders were equally likely to receive future funding regardless of whether their first round of funding came from a male or female VC. Here's what they found out. These researchers conducted an experiment in which MBA students evaluated identical business pitches with two exceptions, the gender of the founder and the financer. And the results showed that female founders were rated less favorably when they had female VC support, suggesting a gender bias. And the researchers concluded that observers implicitly believed that the relationship was motivated by considerations other than merit, leading to a discount in perceptions of competence for the female founders. The women were perceived to have received funding, not because it was well-deserved, but because female VCs wanted to help out other women who would have needed help to secure financing elsewhere. Now, I don't want to discount women supporting women. It is still a vital part of the solution here. Women can benefit from female mentors in male-dominated professions, but research suggests when it comes to capital, they may fare better with gender-diverse investment teams. This puts female entrepreneurs in a difficult position. If they rely solely on male funding, they are unlikely to receive any, and if they depend on females, they may not get future funding. Luckily, the scholars do present a solution for us. They propose that as the amount of female investors grow, gender will be less likely to be thought of as a motivating power behind decisions to invest in women. This is something I actually fundamentally believe in. I believe that once we get to a point in society where we do see that 50-50 split of women and men in decision-making roles, in venture capital partnership roles, even as founders, then we can start to you know, move away from this ideology that gender is so engraved into every decision and every move. But we just aren't there yet. That is still very much happening today. Currently, only about 12% of decision makers at BC firms are women. So we need a lot more ladies to enter this arena to produce this change. Another solution is to have more VCs 
female VCs keep financing women's ventures, including the more considerable sums, as late-stage female backers take the flag from early-stage female financers and supply female business owners with the necessary money. Increasing the representation of women in decision-making positions could lessen the impact of gender in social evaluations. However, the number of female investors, the positions they hold, the industries that they invest in, and who are they connected to all factor into the success of this shift. Currently, female VCs are mainly involved in early-stage fundraising rounds with the highest risk, but if more women raise significant funds, this could change. Which poses a bigger question. Is gender-segregated investment truly the goal? It's not. Instead, our industry should promote inclusive investing, where male and female investors are encouraged to join forces to support promising female entrepreneurs. But in a real way, not some form of nefarious virtue signaling. Only together can we create systemic change and make research like this not a thing. I would love to challenge anyone listening to this, whether a founder or investor, to Check out some of my posts on the workweek.com slash fem site where I lay out some real tangible steps that you can take to ensure that you are investing in diverse teams, to ensure that you are being really inclusive of, of all. But that is all for now. And I hope you liked this episode. If you did, hit that subscribe button and follow along for the journey. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. To hear our next story from another diverse leader, be sure to tune in next week. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our show and give it a five-star rating as it helps our message reach more people who want to find belonging too. 